This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, and I'd like to advertise R plus R Medicinals. I have right here the Hemp Extract Gummy Rings. They are multi-flavored, amazing. 25 milligrams per gummy. You get 30 gummies in this beautiful container. I'm a type 2 diabetic. I have trouble sleeping. I have a little bit of anxiety, but the sleeping and, you know, just trying to maintain calm throughout the day. These R plus R gummy medicinals are perfect. You can get them on Amazon. You can go to their R plus R website, the medicinals. But here's the perfect thing. If you purchase them off of Amazon and then you provide a review, you get another bottle free. And so that's what I ended up doing. I love these. I'd like to thank R plus R. I'm advertising them on my show for nothing right now. If they'd like to get in contact with me, it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You know, when you watch a scary movie or any kind of movie that's highbrow or dramatic, you want to calm down? R plus R medicinal gummies. They're perfect. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Stay tuned. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about probably one of the most famous horror films of all time. It was directed by William Friedkin, who had just directed The French Connection. I'm sure he never thought he would be directing a horror film. Based off the novel by William Peter Blatty, The Exorcist, released in 1973. It was nominated for Academy Awards, Best Actress, Best uh, Director, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, Linda Blair. Linda Blair, who plays the possessed, Reagan McNeil. Ellen Burstyn plays her mother, Chris McNeil. Chris McNeil consults a priest, Father Karras, played by the late Jason Miller. And it's through Jason Miller that he contacts the late Max von Sydow, Father Marin. In fact, the film opens in Saudi Arabia with Father Marin. He has come across a very demonic symbol found in the desert. And so it goes from there. It goes from the, the brightness of Saudi Arabia to um, the, the town in the city where Reagan and her mother are staying. Her mother is an actress. They are not religious whatsoever. We all know about Reagan and Captain Howdy. In fact, my late friend, Amanda, loved Captain Howdy. She thought it was hilarious, you know, and Beetlejuice himself has said, and I quote, I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. You think I'm qualified? And so I'm qualified at the Dr. Seuss Film Podcast to talk about The Exorcist. I first watched The Exorcist in 1999. I was looking for something to watch. Halloween was upon us. It scared the crap out of me. Now, here's the thing. I wasn't raised Catholic Catholic. I am a baptized Catholic, but I didn't go to catechism. You know, I didn't take communion. And so there were a lot of things of it that I didn't understand that I had to ask. My mother had read the novel, hated the movie. I can see why. But there is someone who is very important to this movie. Someone who was almost discredited. 
And that is the late Mercedes McCambridge. Mercedes McCambridge was an Academy Award winning actress. She had been in All the King's Men, won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar, was in the movie Giant, was in so many different films, a lot of Western films. She was in um, with uh, Joan Crawford, Johnny Guitar, which is kind of almost like a lesbian romp because Joan Crawford's character in there looks so butch. So does Mercedes McCambridge. In fact, William Freakin has said that he really, when it was looking for the voice of the demon, it had to be someone who had male characteristics and female characteristics within their voice. And it was through that that he thought, oh, how about Mercedes McCambridge? And so I figured, you know, Mercedes McCambridge is no longer with us. Otherwise, I'd have her on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. But through YouTube, we're going to have her on. So here is the late Mercedes McCambridge talking about the voice of the demon in the exorcist dr zeus film podcast what an excellent day for an exorcism it wasn't hard for me to imagine the rage see if it, if, if it's this close in me right here I'm only a human being. It's that close in everybody. Everybody can from this second forward. That isn't hard. She said I should swallow raw eggs. I should smoke cigarettes constantly. And you got to give me some booze, which is going to make me nuts. And I'm getting off the wagon to do this. So I want my priest around to counsel me. You utilize everything. Don't analyze, utilize. And, and I utilized the, 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 the thickness, all of that stuff, for, for the, the voice of Lucifer. Uh, I, I don't have a name now. This is clear. But when it wasn't, I could use all of that garbage down there. The most curious things would happen in her throat. Double and triple sounds would emerge at once wheezing sounds very much akin to what you can imagine a person inhabited by various demons would sound like i don't think they had to do this but they did they tore up a sheet and put me in restraints with around my neck and my arms behind the chair and my knees and my feet so that i would feel like Linda Blair, whom I've never met, uh, while she was carrying on in the bed, that, that I would be doing the same thing physically. Jesus Christ, God and Lord of all creation. Basically, she performed it under great duress, and I was, like, stunned at what she put herself and allowed me to put her through in order to accomplish this. I used to be scared of ghost stories when I was growing up, but most of it was phony. I wasn't really afraid, but I enjoyed the drama of being afraid, and I think a lot of people reacted that way to the exorcist, too. I really do. Oh, my God, it was so terrible. No, it wasn't. Finish your popcorn. And that was the late, the great Mercedes McCambridge, who, in fact, was going to sue William Friedkin, because they didn't list her as the voice of the demon. 
Okay. People thought that Linda Blair had gone in and morphed her voice up, you know, and she didn't. So, you know, at the beginning, it's Linda Blair's voice, this little girl, and then, you know, playing with the cross. There's a, it's a disturbing scene in the movie. Um, or when she like pushes back her own mother, you know, I mean, it's been parodied. Richard Pryor parodied it on SNL. It is hilarious with uh, Lorraine Newman. You know, the late Richard Pryor. I, you know, if Richard Pryor is doing The Exorcist, then they're doing something right. Ah, this is, this is probably one of the most famous moments in the movie. I said I would play clips. If I get in trouble, fuck it. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I will defend it because there's no music. It is just voices. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You'd like that? Intensely. But wouldn't that drive you out of Reagan? It would bring us together. You and Reagan. You and us. Did you do that? Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, we got cut off. Let's continue. In 2013, I decided one night I was bored. Halloween was upon us. So I did my own interpretation of that famous scene in The Exorcist. Here it is. Here is The Exorcist. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You'd like that? Intensely. Oh, really, Reagan? Your mother's in here with us, Karis. Fuck you, she is not. (laughs) <laughs> I had I had to add that in there. Now, some people didn't like it, but like I said, it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You know, I really should just call it the Dr. Zeus fucking film podcast, but Carrie Fisher isn't here, you know. Um, well, we could ask her. She hasn't been on here in a while. Carrie, what's up? We're talking about exorcism. You should know about this. 
You know, I was never exercised by demons, but being as I've been dead for almost four years, and the Dr. Zeus podcast has a way of having me on its show. You know, I tried out for the exorcist. You did? Oh, yes. But you know, back then they figured I had enough problems it didn't need to be interpreted on film with pea soup. Ah. But you know, Madonna did it. Madonna did the Ray of Light video. And you know, she could be the exorcist. Thank you. Very funny, Carrie. So, what did you think of the exorcist when it first came out? Well, my mother, being a very religious person, said, you know, Carrie, I don't think I want you to go see the movie. Well, I went and saw it anyway. You know, I got to say, it was amusing. And at the same time, I can understand why Tatum O'Neill won that Oscar over Linda Blair. You know, there is this rumor going around that Rick James wrote the song Super Freak about Linda Blair because he was dating her. Ah. You know, The Exorcist is almost 50 years old. What do you think about that? Well, seeing as I've been dead and time just stops, you know, it is, it, it is a film that holds up. But Beetlejuice had a point. It's funny because it's so kabuki at times. Do you find that about religion, Carrie Fisher? Well, seeing as I am dead and I'm in the afterlife, and it's not totally about religion, it's about Pez dispensers. Thank you, Carrie Fisher. Don't mention it. You know, whenever you say the fucking podcast, I have to make an appearance. This is Carrie Francis fucking Fisher, and I've approved. Thank you. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, The Exorcist and Carrie Fisher. Postcards from The Exorcist. Postcards from The Edge. So The Exorcist has so many climactic moments. I'm, I'm sure the Vatican doesn't like it when we say climactic. Anything that involves a climax and Catholicism is, you know, controversial. They don't want the priests to get married. But I thought, you know, it's important. Um, oh, the famous headspin. This is how we got here in the first place. Come from? The Ouija board. I found it. Where?
You really don't want me to play, huh? No, I do. Captain Howdy said no. Captain who? Captain Howdy. Who's Captain Howdy? You know, I make the questions and he does the answers. Oh, Captain Howdy, yeah, I see. nice. Oh, I bet he is. Here, I'll show you. Captain Howdy, do you think my mom's pretty? Captain Howdy? Captain Howdy, that isn't very nice. Well, maybe sleeping. <laughs> Maybe he's sleeping. Okay, that's a little disturbing. But it's Ellen Burstyn. You know, she is forever remembered for this film. She's still with us. Um, she had some interesting things to say. You know, The Exorcist is supposedly based on a real form of possession involving a boy in 1949 Philadelphia. Or was it Jamestown? I think it was Jamestown. Yeah. Ah, projectile vomit scene i remember one time we were watching the exorcist and the next day we went to this place called the hoosier inn which is no longer and they would serve breakfast lunch and dinner all at the same time and you could have pea soup that day i for some reason i didn't want to eat the pea soup you can see why hey mother sit here with this cash would you like to leave a message i see that she gets it If that's true, then you must know my mother's maiden name. What is it? She's just staring at him. What is it? She looks so reptilian after she's, you know, projectiled. Um, and then let's visit the SNL. The SNL version is really funny. They should have just put Richard Pryor in the movie. Here we go. Ah, we don't need the music. Ah. Right over there. The bed is on my 
thank you, little girl. Thank you. You're such a nice little girl. I knew it all the time. Here's your pea soup. Maybe now we can be friends, huh? That's what do right. you say? Suck <laughs> When you say that to Richard Pryor, you've got problems. Sweet gesture. You're a sweet little girl. <laughs> Jive turkey. I have faith. I have faith. You're such a little girl. <laughs> Your mother eats kitty litter. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, that's that's better than most of the parodies of The Exorcist that I've seen. So yes, The Exorcist, the late Max von Sydow, or Sydow, how, however you want to say it, you know, forever immortalized, strangely enough, was not nominated for it. He wore makeup to make him look older. Here's, here's him talking about it with playing a Catholic priest, which was new to me and, and very interesting though. And also I, I was supposed to be so much older than myself. I had to wear so much makeup that when I thought I made a reaction, a facial reaction, I, it didn't show. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fight so many technical, special effects, superficial things. The entire set during the, the exorcism was refrigerated, which meant that uh, when all the lights were set and the stage was warm because of that, we had to spend a lot of time waiting for the stage to cool down. And that was done with huge electrical fans, with, which made a lot of noise, and uh, consequently they couldn't be going while we were filming. So after a couple of takes, we had to stop and the whole thing had to be cooled down again. So it, it went on and on forever. And sometimes we couldn't shoot, but say, one set up a day. And then uh, when the devil really went, got going, he, <laughs> he cracked roofs or ceilings and walls and things, which had to be, then we had to adjust to the dear devil and his workings, which was kind of complicated. But. Also, the ritual of the exorcism is like a long, long poem, in a way. And reading, performing, or acting a long poem is difficult, particularly with all this going on. And so what's interesting is, you know, 
the movie may have been cursed. They think that in terms of the set. Because anytime you're going to talk about something that has to do with the devil, um, supernatural forces are at work. For instance, there were nine deaths on the set of The Exorcist, or off the set. The set itself burned down. They had a fire, you know, so there was a lot of unexplained things going on. So there you have it. The Exorcist. Released in 1973, nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Jason Miller, Best Supporting Actress, Linda Blair. In fact, there were sequels. The sequels turned to crap. As always, you know, some uh, very rarely is the sequel better than the movie. If we could say The Godfather 2, yes. Not with The Exorcist, not with Psycho 2, not with Halloween 2, you know what I mean? We're going to talk about Halloween on a very special day. I wish we could get Jamie Lee Curtis. There is social media. If I can contact her and say, you know, Miss Curtis, I just want to talk to you. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. You know, we've, we've talked about probably one of the most disturbing films ever made, The Exorcist. Depending on how you look at it or how you feel it up. Yeah. You know, possession, demonic forces, Ellen Burstyn, Linda Blair, those steps. Everyone remembers those steps. And I'm not talking about the steps and the Joker. I'm talking about the exorcist steps. In fact, they have a reputation. You know, there was a moment where they had a priest in the movie and he couldn't emote. He wasn't an actor. And so the director slapped him in the face so that he could emote. Isn't that disturbing? Or Ellen Burstyn had a rig in her back and they pulled her. So when the little girl slaps her and it messed her back up. And she said, you know, she was screaming, turn the fucking camera off. Yeah, they really hurt her. So it was a disturbing movie to make and it was a disturbing movie and, you know, there is a method to the madness. But at that point, you know, this is before CGI. This is before, you know, they had the, they had to refrigerate the set, make it really cold so that the breath would show, you know, the exorcist room. The exorcism room was built on a special room that would move the bed. Yeah. William Friedkin. The Exorcist, 1973. As always, unpleasant dreams. And remember, we're coming back every day. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast.